You are listening to It's Time with Margie Florent. Join Margie as she inspires, teaches, and encourages you to develop your own personal relationship with Jesus Christ through prayer. When I, I, I when I, when I, I teach a Bible class in, in Faith International Training School, and I have a lot of international students and leaders that come uh, to this particular school, and my. Uh, my subject is actually the Holy Spirit and his gifts, and I find it very interesting that when I read my international students' papers, it, it just blows my mind because so many of them have had the power gifts in manifestation in their country, in their nations. They have had people raised from the dead, literally raised from the dead. You know, miraculous things happen, and, and it's it's more, um, there's more of an occurrence of these kinds of gifts in these other nations. And I believe the reason why they see those things is because they're desperate for God. They don't have anything else to lean on but God. And when you have a loved one that dies, you're going to call upon the name of Jesus. And the Bible says, thou shalt be saved. That word saved means healed, delivered, safety, and soundness. Their miracles should be a natural occurrence to each and every one of us as born-again Christians and children of the King. So I believe, this is the vision I have in my heart. I believe with all my heart, and I believe God wants us to keep writing the vision. I believe with all of my heart that in the United States of America, I believe that we're going to see more and more of the, the, the power gifts in manifestation, like it was in the days of Catherine Coleman, where she was just, I'm talking miracles, People would come to her meetings, and on the way to her meetings, the Holy Spirit would start to come upon those that were desperate and dying, and the power of God would begin to heal them before they ever got to the service. What is that? That's the Holy Ghost. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And I believe God wants to pour out of his spirit. But as a church, we've got to begin to change our focus, and we've got to begin to desire or covet these things like the Bible says, but covet earnestly the best gifts. Zealous means eagle, eager, rivalry, strong passion for a thing. 1 Corinthians 14.1, it says here, you know, the Apostle Paul, again, speaking to the whole church, he said, desire spiritual gifts. You know that word desire means in the Greek? It means to have zeal for, to be zealous towards. Desire spiritual gifts. Like, what are we doing? I'm cool with prophecy, and I'm thankful that we can see and know and hear, and we need that. We need those other manifestations, especially as intercessors and watchmen. We need to see into the spirit. We need to know what what the enemy's doing and how to discern him. But let's begin to also covet that these power gifts be in manifestation, because I believe that is is this next move of God that we're going to see in the land. Um, Brother Hagen once said, if we don't covet these, Kenneth E. Hagen once said, if we don't covet these things, we won't see them. Jesus told Brother Hagen that in a vision. I would strongly encourage you to read the book, I Believe in Visions by Kenneth E. Hagen. He said, we must meet God's conditions. That word covet means to desire earnestly. Kenneth E. Hagen said, a lot of people have desires, but they are not very earnest. How bad do we want it? I want to see the power gifts and manifestations. I see and hear so many people who are desperate for their children's healing. 
desperate for, you know, a family member to be healed. They're, they're going through chemotherapy. They're, they're going through all this hell. My, my kids have friends that are, you know, in and out of the hospital. And, 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 and I just feel, you know, I just feel like I don't feel powerless because I know in Christ we have everything we need. But I just feel like, Lord, you, we need you to begin to manifest these gifts. The power gifts, just to give you a quick little lesson, has nothing to do with anybody's faith. When the power gifts are in manifestation, it's the God kind of faith that's in manifestation. The same kind of faith that when he spoke, the worlds came into existence. The same kind of faith that when he told Moses, lift up the rod, the waters parted. Moses didn't do that. That was God's, the God kind of faith in manifestation. The only thing Moses had to do was step out and obey God. For example, we had a word of knowledge, like I told you, or another lesson in our KIU, my event, and the word of knowledge was there's somebody here that's getting healed of such and such and such and such. My part of obedience was to speak it out, and then the person just received their healing. So when these gifts are in manifestation, there, nobody's faith has anything to do with anything. In Catherine Coleman's meetings, they used to come to her meetings, reporters, people, you know, to try to discredit her. I mean, we've all had that happen. I've had that happen. They make up lies about you. They tell stories about you. It's really the devil. You know, you got to look at back at the Bible. The Bible says, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? They've set themselves against God and, and his anointed. It's just devils, demons, and evil spirits operating through people and against the anointed of God to just make up stories and slander them so that people won't follow them anymore. But basically, a lot of these people are following Jesus and just doing the best they can. I would strongly encourage you not to believe everything you hear on the Internet. But, um, you know, people would come to her meetings, and they'd come to slander her and make up stories about her and, and, and just reporters. And they were the very ones that the grace of God came on and God healed. That's called grace and mercy. Are you listening? So let's go on. The Apostle Paul said, he said, My speech and my preaching will not be with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power, so that your faith would not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now, before Jesus left the earth, you know, you know he began both to do and to teach, and his earthly ministry was coming to an end, and he, he, he goes up into the heavens, and the one thing, one of the, his last words that he said to his disciples, he said, listen, you are going to receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now, I'm sure the disciples remember when Jesus said to them, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do, because I go to my Father. Now, here we see it happening where he says his final words to them. He says, listen, you are going to receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I'm sure they didn't understand everything that Jesus was saying. They didn't understand the fullness of the fact that the Holy Spirit was not only going to come upon them but live within them. They didn't understand everything. But Jesus said, you're going to receive power. That word power that Jesus used in that particular sentence was the word in the Greek that says dunamis. That word dunamis means uh, inherit power, ability, might, inherit power, capable of reproducing itself like a dynamo. 
This is the same Greek word used for miracles. And you shall receive miracles when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I don't know about you, but I'm expecting miracles. I'm expecting God to pour out his spirit and for the power gifts to be in, act, in manifestation. The Bible says in Acts 10.38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Jeremiah 33.3 says, call upon me and I will answer you. I'm not holding anything back and show you great and mighty things. Okay? Now, before we close, we're talking about how the watchmen pray. We talked about how he prays. He prays the word, and he needs to, uh, he needs to be relentless. He needs to get into agreement with God's vision. And we also have to say something, of course, about tongues. The watchman or the intercessor understands the power of praying in tongues. He understands that when he speaks in tongues after he's prayed everything else he knows to pray, he understands that when he's run out of anything in his, in his, in his mind and he's prayed all the word he knows to pray, he understands that when he speaks in an unknown tongue, he speaks not unto men but unto God. Howbeit in the spirit he speaks mysteries. He understands that when he prays in tongues, that he is going beyond anything he knows in the natural and he is praying according to the mind and the will of God. The Apostle Paul said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. He spent a lot of time praying in tongues. And when you've run out of any, everything you know to pray and you've prayed everything and you've, you're standing therefore in the presence of God, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says in Romans 8, likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmities. When we don't know what to pray, we prayed everything we know to pray. The Holy Spirit and our spirit together, when we pray, we're praying according to the mind and the will of God. 1 John 5, 15 says that this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, Remember, when you're praying in tongues, you're praying according to the what? Will of God. This is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, then we know we have the petitions we desire of him. So basically, when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you're praying according to the will of God, you can have confidence that God hears you when you pray and that your prayers are working. Now, before we close, how does the watchman or intercessor protect himself? This is very important. Those of you that are intercessors, those of you that do a lot of praying, I am going to give you a few things I think you need to hear before we close. How do you protect yourself? This isn't in my notes right in front of me, but I'm going to say this to those of you that do a lot of intercession. It's very important that you have a balanced prayer life. We had a recent KIU event, and this most recent one was very different from all the other ones. And in this particular KIU event, Instead of doing, instead of praying the prayer of intercession, we did do a little bit when we prayed for America. We prayed our prayer card. We prayed some things in English for our, our nation. But for the most part, the prayer that we had that particular day was more of a soaking, listening kind of praying. Literally, the Holy Spirit came into the room like he's been doing, and we sat there for about 20-something minutes and just waited on God. 
And I think it's very important for you that you understand that when you pray the prayer of intercession, that you're giving out. You're, you're giving out. Just like a person who teaches and preaches or counsels or whatever it is that you do, you're giving out. And it's very important that you remember to replenish yourself. So every day can't be the prayer of intercession. At times, you've got to pray the prayer of worship. At times, you've got to just wait in the presence of God so he can fill you up. It's a very famous scripture. When you wait upon the Lord, I don't really think this is what that scripture totally means, but people interpret it like this. When they wait upon the Lord, you renew your strength and you mount up with wings like eagles. So it's important that you be balanced in your prayer life. That's self-care. How else do we protect ourselves in prayer? Uh, we need to walk in love. So if you're not walking in love, and you know how it works, you got a crack in your armor, and the devil is going to have his way and try to gain entrance. Because when you have, when you when you when you walk in love, Jesus said Himself, "There is nothing in me that belongs to you." Therefore, He was completely and totally protected, and nothing could penetrate him now we're going to have to close here and we're going to go ahead and we're going to continue on our teaching watching and praying in our next session This concludes my teaching for today. For more information or resources, visit our website at mardiflorent.org.